the summary of the podcast. And these girls are only grade 9, 10, 11, and they want to get pregnant even. They want to smoke, they want to drink, they want to go to dance. How does going to a day dance mean that you're going to get pregnant? Is that what you're saying? Well, that's what's happening. People are smoking there, they're drinking there. What are they doing over there? They're dancing. Why? Because it's fun. fun. That's what teenagers do. It's fun. You dance in the house. They could dance for Punjabi parties or marriage parties or birthday parties. Why can't they dance there? You know why? Because pigs like the mud. And these are the pigs. <laughs> That's what they are. That's how you started. Yeah. Pigs like the mud. Girls are going to dance and they're getting pregnant. I'm just going to a dance and pregnant, you know what? Ladies and gentles, welcome back for another episode of your favorite podcast. Okay, so we kind of messed up the audio for this episode, so uh, my bad, but you know what? We will salvage all the best parts and we recorded a snippet with another guest, so we'll add that in and it's going to be perfectly fine. Okay, so without further ado, let's dive right in. So, guys, what if Gurdwari had signs out front like churches do? I was driving. You know how there's like a church on the corner of the of the street right there? Right before you go to the Gurdwara. I was driving by and there's signs that Jesus loves. I'm like, what would, if Gurdwara had signs like that, what do you think they would say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, please. No, please. please. We don't know. No, that's not the right message. Something like DGN. Why God loves you. DGN praying emoji. The daily hukam nama. Deg deg bate. Deg deg bate. Akko zatna. I think that'd be a cool thing. I think we should incorporate that. I think what we should do is we should get Gurdwara TikTok and an Instagram page. It would pop off and make like cool content. Like I like, think since Gatka happens every weekend, hmm. that should be on there. Yeah. I think the a cool thing would be the Gyaniji to just do a 30 second brief of kind of the daily Adas Hukamama. That would be sick. I would love that. In 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 a way that's um where 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 like a lot of people can understand. He can know, do it in Punjabi or he can do it in English. You can do it in English, but you know, not a like a literal English translation. Maybe you can have that up just on the side, but then he can go in depth in Punjabi. Uh, just to the concept. That, like we can understand of the concept and kind of what it means, mm. you know. That's really cool. Hey, Gurdwara community is like listening to see contact the couple. <laughs> Anyways, I think it would be so cool. Like we were saying, the daily hookam nama, we could have stuff like what's for longer today. I don't just fun videos too, like educational videos, but I think also like fun videos as well. Like it would be really cool to have that type of presence. And I think especially for a Victoria community or like island community, it would be a fun thing, I think. Well, what do they have in churches where like you can go talk to the priest about anything? The confessional? Oh my god, imagine that with a Gany. How many BBs you have lined up? Yeah. <laughs> just because they want to just like juggle. Like... I mean technically yeah, there's there, there's Peshi. Peshi is for like sing like sing sing me about and like Amr Sakela. Yeah. So it's like if they do anything guilty and they can do Peshi with a bunch of It's not just for sing sing me, I'll tell you that much. But God talked called you right now to go to India, your ass would be on that plane. What do I have to do for the Akalpak to call me? You do see TikTok, they don't post girls like that. They're big fans. Oh, yeah. You could do like, oh, it's a TikTok dance. You could do like, Gatka Pangra. 
The insider scoop on Gurdwara camps. So basically, it's so different when you're attending as a child because you're so oblivious to the fact that so much actually goes on to coordinate something of this size. (laughs) When we were younger, do you guys have any stories of us going to Gurdwara camp? Let's start off with that. Like, What are some of your favorite core memories as camp attendees at the Gurdwara that you remember? I don't know about you guys, but I signed an NDA. <laughs> what what happened in those years? <laughs> it stays in those years. What happens at Gurdwara no, camp stays at Gurdwara camp. I, I feel like it's a pretty unanimous like um feeling that all diaspora kids have gone through. It's like the things that happen at these camps are nuts, and everybody has their own story. The central part right now. It really is. It's like a rite of passage. There's just so many like experiences that you have but like there's so many different parties involved when it comes to setting up a camp like for example you're gonna have like the camp attendees like the kids hating aunties shout out to the hating aunties but you also have those random bibi and babe that just come throughout the week either because your grandkids are there or because that's just where they come to hang out but the newest addition to this year was the millennial parents this was the first time that we had millennial parents involved in the Gurdwara camps. They're built different. They're built different for real. I just want to say, let your kids play outside in the dirt alone. It's good for them. Don't, you know, what's the term? Helicopter parent. Don't be a helicopter parent. We had a, a number of helicopter parents this year. And like, no hate on the helicopter parent, but like, if you're going to send your kid to camp and you're going to be there the entire time, like, why are you sending them? It's kind of like school, you know? You're not with your kid all the time at school. Therefore, at camp, let them have some sort of autonomy because, you know, you there's adults there, there's leaders there, they have something there. And if you're just there to do save or help out or participate, yes. But, you know, don't helicopter your kid to the point where you're like, my kid needs dying and you have to go to him right now and skip all the other 80 kids that you're not going to pour dying to. Okay? Yo, I'm going to talk about, okay, I'm going to bring up that exact conversation a little bit later. The craziest difference, I think, from being like a camper or even like a group leader to being like having that responsibility role is that you realize that nobody really knows what's going on. And it's, you're just making up half of it uh, on the fly as it's going on. Kids are coming up. You need to teach them X, Y, Z. Like some people, some teachers who actually like do it and they're actually like experienced teachers, they have a lesson plan and everything. But then there's me who the day of, you know, I had some like input like a couple days before, but the actual lesson plan is like minutes before the kids are coming. I'm like, okay, we're going to do this today. Same of me with our PE recreation class. A lot of chalk on it. Taught some kids how to jump rope. Some kids don't know how to jump rope. You know, it's a learning experience. Real life skills. It is. Physical literacy is essential to anything. Core memories. You don't have physical literacy. How you do gatka, you know? Exactly. We're here to create holistic human beings. Exactly. Well-rounded people. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know what? I, I'm really excited to be able to, like, plan on future camps as well. Like, for example, as Snackly, I decided that we should have other food options for kids who are, like, sick. Alternative. <laughs> Sorry. Alternative options for sick children who cannot ingest gluten. You mean, like, sick has in, like... Why are you saying they're Bama? Because that's like the desi way of thinking of it. 
I think this year, comparatively to last year's, it was a very um, different year because a lot of these people now coming out of pandemic, they're seeing these different activities they can put their kids into. You know, you have the traditional soccer, karate, blah, blah, blah. But now you see, oh, I can bring them back to the Gurdwara, give them a reason to be excited to come back and put them in Gatka, and the kids are actually enjoying it. Like, it was really cool for a lot of parents to see. And right after the camp was over, Hadul, maybe you can talk more about this, but we had uh, the first Gatka class. Do you want to talk more about how that impacted having the whole camp for that? Man, we've never had, uh, other than the very beginning of the Akada, we've never had an influx of new students like that ever right? it, it was just the most amazing thing because they 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 weren't just like you know sometimes when people new people join they're not very amped up they're kind of a little shy everything but since everybody already kind of knew each other because of the camp they're so much so willing to learn they're all excited because they knew what the end what they could be doing in a couple of years and they were encouraging their friends to come too and i love that that because of summer gurdwara camps like this is creating that environment of of learning, of genuine curiosity, a safe space for kids to be in that type of environment and have that jangi sangat around them, right? One hack I think we learned is that freezies or popsicles, yeah. game changer. 100%. Absolute game for the mini freezies. You know, if you give a kid a big freeze, you can't give them three big freezies, but two, three mini freezies is still not as much as one of those. It's, like, it's, like, it's like half of it. It's like half of it, right? Yeah. You can, you know, the kids don't really know the difference. You can kind of put it out at different times. Yeah. Get 50 minutes, cool them down, and kind of get them sitting together. Water the kids. You know, the ensue, ensuing sugar rush you can visually see <laughs> but you know it's a good way to just break it up kind of if it's too hot cool the kids down honey fruit honey juice those kids went through a lot of juice like 10 12 kenya of like juice. Gotta water down like basically style like yeah, this yeah. you do the soap adda pani, adda juice, yeah. for real i think the freezies were the currency of camp this year you could get those kids to do anything for a freezy it's okay. The thing is that when kids come to camp, either way, whether it's like freezies or like pizza, they they act like they've never seen these things before in their life. To be fair, we used to, we did the same thing. When we see like eight nine slices of pizza, Yo, I used to not yeah. chew it. Insane. I used to one bite the pizza. <laughs> we were trying to eat the most. It's been eight nine. It's a straight cheese pizza. Oh my god! Vividly remember. Don't no, yeah. inhale it. I, I was like that too. I wouldn't chew it. In one bite, and then swallow it. Try, try down some bubbles. Yeah, man. It just it melts in your mouth. Crazy. Let's take a quick break and hop on over to our satellite episode. So we have a real guest on, not just my family this time. Not a, not a fake guest. <laughs> not a fake guest. We have just leave on and we are going to be talking about camp stories. Yeah. So, Hello, to camp. it's me again. Our girls joining us on this satellite podcast. We're just literally sitting down ourselves. <laughs> 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 have my portable mics for the first time. So if the audio is like garbage. Uh, yeah, this is mind. a pretty cool Dugard. It really is. I'm so excited that I found these. They're just on Amazon for like 20 bucks or Wait, something. Wait, is this the one that Hardot stuck up his nose? <laughs> which, which one it was? Which one was it? But yeah, welcome, Justin, on the podcast. Thanks. Yeah, Glad thanks for having on. me. Excited to be here. Long time listener, first time guest. So <laughs> Perfect. This is like every fan's dream to be on the podcast. Who's the fan? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. I, well, as soon as I heard it was a Gurmat Camp uh, story podcast, I had to be here being, you know, the Gurmat Camp organizer. <laughs> don't, don't tell Tulveen I said that. Live on location. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, Gurmat camp experience when you were okay, younger? Okay, so I, how am I? I'm 35 years old, and I went to. I was born in 1988. Wow, long time ago. The, the Berlin Wall was still standing. <laughs> <laughs> the Soviet Union was still the Soviet Union. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I went to my first first Gurmat camp when I was uh, five or six, I think, 93, 94. Hmm. Yeah, it was my first Gourmet Camp. Before I was born. Wow. <laughs> so I, I've been I've been in the Gourmet Camp circuit for a long time. <laughs> I've seen Couple some shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, so I went there and uh, I didn't know which story to tell first. There's okay, I've got way. two. I've got okay. two. Okay. So growing up, uh, for those of you who know my dad, it was a tough household to grow up in. <laughs> Very strict. Uh, he used to force feed me a lot of stuff. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go off on a tangent That's first okay. to kind of set That's the okay. scene here. So like, for example, during the school year, like whatever, we would just have our regular food. But in the summers, my mom used to work and my mm. dad didn't work in summer. And so he used to be home with us and he would like put me on these like crazy diets. <laughs> and... Like, not like, not that I was out of shape, yeah, yeah. but like, mostly because he wanted me to be like, you know, talk to Jai Strong man. Strong man. <laughs> Strong man. And so, one summer, he um, went on this thing because the doctor said, oh, his iron is a little bit low, oh, right? No. I was a vegetarian. Of course, it's going to be low. <laughs> and uh, so, my dad was like, oh, like, what kind of foods, you know, can we actually, my dad even asked him. He didn't ask him. Yeah. Because my dad was like, okay, God damn it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> This guy went out. Of course, he went out to like one of those wholesale. It used to be the uh, like the wholesale club. Okay, it used to be called something else. I forgot what it was called now. And he went there and he bought like forty pounds of carrots. Oh right? my gosh! So I'm like, oh, like, like am I eating a lot of gaji 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 gaji? Like, what am I doing? Gaji gaji muffins. Yeah, juice. He started juicing them. Oh my gosh! And I used to drink like three, four cups of carrot juice Copious every day. Every day, right? Yeah. And it was gross. I hated it. Yeah. Did and your skin start to turn orange? My hands turned orange. Stop. Like orange, like a pumpkin. Oh my god. I'm gosh. not even kidding. Do you know what that reminds me of? And if you used to watch Magic School Bus. Oh, yes. and Ar- Arnold. Arnold turned orange, orange. after eating yeah. those kelp chips so it's, or whatever. It's a real thing. Yeah. Right. My hands turned orange. Like, like it was just crazy. And then, <laughs> and it turns out, like now that I know, that carrots don't even have that much iron in them. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just for the vibes. <laughs> they have some, but like, like not enough. Dal and stuff have more, yeah. right? So yeah, so yeah, that was like kind of like the other thing was uh, for those of you who know me, probably none of you. <laughs> uh, I don't like cheese, okay. and that's because my dad used to force feed you cheese. cheese to me. Yeah, what? Because cheese not the mag, Right? You want the mug? The mug. <laughs> right? Can so, you didn't didn't work at all. <laughs> Which is why She's I'm like clearly thirty five and on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this so, is what my life was amended to. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of force feeding going on. Like, cool, whatever. That kind of sets the scene about what, what was happening at home. So that summer, my dad. Uh, this is the summer '93 or '94. 
uh, that summer's diet was yogurt. Okay. Okay. And not like good, like yummy yogurt either. Like, like you know, Greek like mango peach on the bottom yeah. and all that kind of stuff. No, it was like plain vanilla, no sugar, oh, no. gross, like no name brand yogurt, little yeah. containers. So like my dad would like make me eat like a couple every day. <laughs> Didn't really like it. Eventually I was like, I'm not eating this. Like many kind of, it was a huge thing, like <laughs> yeah. crying, all that stuff. Yeah. Right. I was like six years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like last week. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, daddy, so then going to the camp was starting. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Right. Like you got such good food at going to yeah, the camp. Yeah, right. Of course. And so we go there, like go upstairs. It was like Casa School Growing Camp, like, you know, Nithanam, all the stuff, whatever. Snack break hits, right? Oh, I love that. I'm like, beauty, here we go. Going down for breakfast, gonna have Fruit Loops, it's gonna be amazing. I come down, my dad is standing there. Oh, no. With that giant pack of individual yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) Not even during Growing Camp. And I'm like, no. The whole camp had yogurt. Everybody had yogurt. Just yeah, yogurt. like a bar extra for yeah. everyone else. And I was like, what's going on? He was like, he's like, I'm like, I am one of the bitches, man. I don't have a specific kind of yogurt. I was like, I'm one of the bitches, man. I specifically came here to run away from the yogurt. And here we go. Yeah, so I had yogurt. That was, oh that was pretty gosh. sad. I, I, when you're like six, it's like traumatizing, yeah. right? Like, Until this day, you've never had yogurt again. Yeah. Well, I actually stopped eating yogurt. Like I, I literally, I never had yogurt until wow. like um, when I married Delvin. Yeah. And then she taught me that you can you buy tasty yogurts like gr- vanilla Greek yogurt and you put <laughs> granola in it and stuff. Yeah. Apples. Like, she helped oh, repair so your relationship yeah. with yogurt. Repaired my relationship wow. with yogurt, but not cheese. Not that, cheese. That's yeah. irreparable. Oh, yeah. Not gonna happen. I love cheese. That's yeah. my job. I will. Yeah. I'll put you on the good cheese. Honestly, we'll start slowly with the sliced marble. I, I, I just, I, 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 we'll talk about that on another podcast. Oh, no, that's we'll do a food, food, that's food, another topic for another time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's one going to the camp story. It was like a personal one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, going to camps used to be fun. But it's more fun now that we're organizing them. I think so. so. We were talking about that earlier because we had her beer on for the other episode. And it was just like, it's so cool being on the other side and just organizing everything. Because you get to pick everything you wanted to do that you couldn't when you were the kid. That's why we never have yogurt. (laughs) We never have yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking that when I went to go buy cereal, I bought all my favorite cereal so I could enjoy it. Yeah, and that's That's why why we we rationed the Captain Crunch. Not Captain Crunch, the Cinnamon Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Crunch. (laughs) Okay, so when you told me that you were going to go the camp podcast there's one story that just like sticks out to me like so much it was so funny yeah okay i'm not gonna name names though of course but we'll, we'll keep it anonymous yeah. so give him fake names yeah so uh even his real name sounds like a fake name, <laughs> <laughs> say his real name. so uh jeff <laughs> so so this is like going to the camp like this is the the one before covid so yeah. 2019 2018 20, we would have like the Casa School bus, hmm. but like the people who would come in the Casa School bus would just fill up the Casa School yeah. bus. So we just <laughs> had to organize so many, so many rides. And so this field trip was to Beaver Lake. Hmm. And I was uh, in charge of uh, the cold beverages. Yes. So I, I took those in the truck, whatever. And so. Cold ones for the boys. Yeah. Exactly. Cold ones for the boys. <laughs> Friday, yeah. <laughs> it's that type of podcast. Go to the beach, Definitely you know? a Tuesday. <laughs> and we were all wearing Corte Vajama. <laughs> But uh, so I, we like organized rides at the Gurdwara, yeah. whatever. 
And you know, a lot of parents were driving their kids and other kids. And we get to Beaver Lake. Kids are having fun. I give them their drinks. And we do like popsicles and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so after we gave out the popsicles, I'm like looking around. And I'm like, our numbers have like dwindled, <laughs> right? And I'm like, so whatever. Kids take their popsicles oh, sure. and they leave, right? Yeah. And then I didn't think much of it. And then everyone starts to go home and like mm-hmm. go back to the Gordwara. Like whoever drove the kids, like going back to the Gordwara. And there's like five kids just standing there and i was like hey like where's the adult you came with and they're like oh uh they left right like the, it was a couple of different people yeah, yeah. they took their kids and their popsicles and they left they left yeah and i'm like who's gonna drive you guys <laughs> because we're all the way at beaver lake there's yeah, no one else exactly. in cars right and then off in the distance right i just see this glimmer and i'm like oh whatever right and then it's like getting bigger and bigger <laughs> and this guy shows up jeff Right, he's got his like you know his much kundi. He's got his giant pug on, and he's like Hanji Padi, and I was like, I'm like Hanji to see, and I'm like, oh, this is one of the uncles from Gurmukh camp, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, Thodiko gaddi hagiya, and he's like Hanji, Hanji hagiya, and I was like, oh, it's I'm like, this is perfect. I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm like, God, he has a van. He's like Vanya. I was like, oh my god, amazing, right? Oh, this guy's our savior. Like, even if like his seats are full, we'll throw kids in the trunk. We just need to get back to the gurdwara, right? And so, <laughs> and so I'm like, "Acha, thodiya seat tank niya khaliya." And he's like, uh, "No, I'm like seat tank niya." He's like, "Sat seat tank." I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "Khali niya." He's like, "Satte niya sat khali." I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Who's driving this vehicle?" <laughs> Why is there? I was like, like, I was like, so I was like, sat like, remote control. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, this is like, like, twenty ninety. This is like Tesla, Elon Musk, self-driving beta tester number one. This is a Honda Odyssey, right? And I'm like, Sathi and he's like standing there smiling. He's so proud, like wearing a jean shirt with jeans. Yeah, so he's he's like jean shirt, jeans, jean bug. <laughs> Just all denim. Painting was a holy year. Which not so much to shut everything down for 2020. He's the reason we shut it down. <laughs> like this is getting out of hand. I look at this car. It was jean colored. Now that I'm realizing it, it was actually light blue. It was actually light blue. Seat covers. This guy's got like Levi's stash or something. <laughs> so he's like sat there with Kali. I'm like, huh? <laughs> like I was like, like Jaloni, can he? He's like, no, no, no. Just the man, Hona Kali, yeah. Like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, bachche, you see, can you learn? He's like, no bachche, no. I'm just a band like a Kali, yeah. I'm like, that's kind of predatory. But hey, man, I'm not gonna ask questions. <laughs> We need your van. You can drive it. And yeah, man, he took all all five kids in his van back to the Gurdwara. <laughs> Our savior, Jeff. He was our savior, Jeff. <laughs> denim Jeff. Denim Jeff. Oh my God! Oh, Good man. old denim Jeff. Good old denim Jeff. I should invite him back for next year. <laughs> <laughs> yourself on your funny story. So, like, his real name is pretty funny, but uh, I can't say. You can't say it on the. We can't say it on the podcast. But uh, so, Sandeep, he was like, "Hey, uh, I saw Jeff." I was like, "Yeah, he was in that camp like any day, right?" He's like, yeah. "Oh, he came on Friday." And he's like, because uh, this year we had no bus, right? Yeah, yeah. So we could have used Jeff. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Tandi was like to Jeff, he's like, "Pazi, to see Ayni." He's like, "Ha, mera kam si ka, mino off ni milia, right?" And Tandi straight up said, because he knows the story too. He's like, "Sunu lord is he thodi bandi?" Actually, the guy is so nice. He's like, "Agla saal, if I can't make it, just take my van." <laughs> just take my van. Because apparently it drives itself. 
Oh, Jeff. Oh, good old Jeff. Good old Jeff. Yeah. I feel like just from the story, I think I'm about to figure out who Jeff is. Yeah. I know exactly who Jeff is. <laughs> There's enough description <laughs> that you know who Jeff is. <laughs> He's a character. He's a character oh, to have, man. Yeah. yeah. Great. He's that's, great. That's, that's, that's one good recap story that I was like, this is this needs to be on the podcast. Yeah. Everyone needs to know about Denim Jeff. <laughs> Denim Jeff who may, no be a, may or not be a child predator. <laughs> but but he we needed him and he showed up. <laughs> he was there for the people. Yeah, bringing it back to Sikhi related, Gurusav always sends someone. That's true. That's true. Yeah, man. So you love to see you it. You just have to make an adas and Gurusav yeah. will take care of it. And I'm I'm assuming all the kids made it fine to the Gurdwara because we never heard <laughs> And them. I never saw them again. Never saw them again. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing, right? Yeah. Gurman camp this I year. I never saw them. Just kidding. It was <laughs> Gurman camp this year was like I felt like it was a lot of randoms. There right? was. I didn't recognize like ninety percent of the kids. We missed lie. a whole generation of yeah. government camp kids. Like the kids that came in that twenty nineteen year, yeah, that were like eight or nine mm. are now like teens, almost fourteen, yeah, right, crazy, thirteen, fourteen, and they don't want to come to camp because they don't they didn't have those formative years of they going through government exactly, camp, exactly, right, right. And so I was thinking, I'm like, man, like next year we're gonna be like short group leaders because we didn't get to train all these kids, exactly, right? exactly. So, I, I, and the other thing I forgot who I was talking to about this I was like like just going through the years of government camp it's like an experience and like it's just become something that you just you're ready for and 100% like, we have like kids who are like our age yeah. your age yeah. like that come to camp to help out they'll exactly. just show up and you even though you never see them at the Gurdwara exactly but you'll see them for good camp. yeah you'll see them at Cactus Club <laughs> <laughs> like what are you doing at Cactus Club <laughs> You know, chalo, after camp. Yeah, so. impossible burger. Shakida, oh, but yeah. Is possible? Kar di da. <laughs> <laughs> no, but kind of building on what you were saying, like, I feel like once you start coming to, like, going with camp, it just becomes, like, a part of you. You, be, you know, form friendships, and if yeah. your friends are going, you want to go to hang out go. with them, yeah. right? Yeah. So the only reason that we started going to government camps to be because all of our cousins who are around the same age, we all went as a group. So exactly. if so-and-so was going, you didn't yeah. want to miss Half out. Half the camp was you guys, man. <laughs> you also have a seven-passenger van. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, so what we would do is all the cousins, we'd sleep over at someone's house, and then my mom would drive the van all oh, of us to so camp fun. one day. And then we'd go to somebody else's house and we'd drive all from one day that's to so the fun. next person's like house. F1 yeah. circuit. Like, it really was. from house to house. <laughs> it was great. They were going with camp. We organized who was staying at whose house and everything. Yeah, that's fun, man. That was fantastic. See, you guys have a lot of relatives in town. Yeah. We have like no one. So You can be our We adopted yeah. you guys in North yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We Not even adopted us. We kind of forced our way. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, we are now your extended It's all baby. <laughs> I was feeling like a little lazy about camp this year because mm. I was like, oh, we didn't do it for a few years. I'm like, oh, yeah, like summer break, right? Yeah, yeah. But having done it, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know what? It's worth it. It like, is worth it's, it. It's for these kids, like, it's it's so cool to see them, like, especially this year because our format was different. Yes, The kids yes. weren't as tired. I feel like they, they walked away learning a lot more because it was yeah. more cohesive. So for those of you who don't know, we did more of a workshop-based approach this year. So instead of the traditional, you know, Punjabi class, Sikh history, this, Gat Ka Keet, and whatever, yeah. it was more so like interactive hands-on things like how to take Hukum Nama or how to do Prakash or how to do different things. And I wasn't really there for a lot of the yeah. workshops, but like we had one by Kalsai to how to do Seva or what yeah. Seva is. Yeah. And that was so impactful because like, 
some kids came back from the workshop and like we want to do seva and they're like they've never done anything yeah. like that before yeah. so it was so, so cool to see and that's something they're going to remember for immediate her. impact yeah. right away yeah. right so yeah. i thought it was super cool i love it it's also just hilarious. Like, <laughs> like 10 little kids lined up pouring water into cups, spilling it everywhere. There's that one kid that kept meowing at everyone. <laughs> what was your she name? Meow so Deep cute. or something? <laughs> yeah, we can't say names, but it was Meow Deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like that. Man, like it was so funny. And this year was also the first year we did like online registration. Yeah. So um, we, had, uh, we had 80 registrants hmm. and I think about 10 or 12 were paper. Everyone else was online. Mm-hmm. But man, having Oppenheimfield online registration for us, <laughs> hilarious. Tell us more. Yeah. So so I so we had to like send out group emails. Yeah. And like a bunch of the, the first time I did it, like five of them bounced back. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And so I, How was that, yeah. as I learned like through like jobs that I've had before, I'm like, okay, I just have to go through the email list and see what's wrong here. Yeah. And so luckily, Thandip had put two separate fields in the form to enter your email. Yeah. And I had populated it from the first one and people just spelled their emails wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the <operative>, like <laughs> one was like cold deep and the person spelled it kill deep. <laughs> like not even like K-U-L-D-E-E-P, but K-I-L-L-D-E-E-P. <laughs> I'm like, wow, someone's having a time. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, oh, it was yeah. like spelling your like really easy last name wrong. Yeah. Like, uh, it was hilarious. So like, I fixed all those. But, like, <laughs> this is what BB, she, like, went up to Tavin. And she was like, uh, you email me, but you don't send me, you send me, right? Yeah, yeah. And Tavin's like, oh, like, you online registered. Yeah, she's like, you don't send me, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, but I don't send me, so I need to, I need to, I need to get the emails. And Tavin's like, oh, okay, it's probably going to the parents' email address. Yeah, yeah. And so she's like, uh, like BB, like what's your email? Like name, me ko address address ni haga me ko. Supposed to get the email. Like, how are you supposed to get the email? <laughs> you just wanted to be part of something. It's like the internet's just a room that you walk into. There's like a notice board. <laughs> this is just quick cool email address. Like we'll just put it in the mail for you. <laughs> And then the other thing was she was like, you guys should put up schedules everywhere. They were, the everywhere. They were everywhere. Literally. But then I was like, bro, they're in English. You probably can't read them. So she doesn't know what it says. Exactly. Next year we'll have Punjabi schedules. Bilingual yeah. schedules. Yeah. Oh, man. There's like all these like little things at camp that happen that are just like, hmm. like the kid who wanted to watch Ramayan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell that story. Tell okay. that story. So, so Harinder, who was like, you know, the, the he he's our friend Harinder Singh from Vancouver, Surrey. He Shout came out. and he was like Shout the huh? Shout, Shout out. out. Shout out Harinder Singh, Boyle And uh he he did a great job like organizing and coordinating the camp. That's why this is the best camp we've had. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he was like super like enthusiastic with the kids in the mornings and like and on, on the movie day, he was like, "So, does anyone know what movie we're watching today?" <laughs> and this kid's hand shoots up. Confident. Right? 100% confident. <laughs> Right? And he's like, yes. And the kid's like, uh, Ramayan? <laughs> and everyone's just like, just like, it's like, in drop silence. This is a sick kid going with camp, people. And this guy thinks we're watching a Ramayan. <laughs> so, like, we're all like dying laughing, right? And I'm like, I'm trying to, so like, I'm laughing, but I'm also trying to figure out, like, I'm like, this kid was so confident that we were watching it in mind. 
Like there's something that's been lost in translation. <laughs> so then I was thinking, I was like, we're, the, the kids are watching Super Mario, right? <laughs> so Maybe different. if you say it super fast, like Super Mario, like, you know, Mario, <laughs> Ramayan, <laughs> Mario, like <laughs> Super <laughs> Ramayan. <laughs> 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 like maybe possibly maybe possibly and oh man it was just so funny <laughs> like it's mine uh, he's like uh and then they didn't know what to say and instead of, <laughs> i don't even think he asked any more kids he was like so disappointed in that he's like actually we're watching super mario <laughs> i feel like no matter what kids say i'm like oh it's close yeah, it's <laughs> like Mario. It's like Mario and Luigi. Similar letters. It's like, yeah, close enough. Close enough. Same skin color-ish. Italians, <laughs> Indians, yeah. Oh, man. Mario is spicy white. He's not fully white. He likes spicy white. Yeah. That's that the best kind. That's just the whitewashing of Mario, though. Yeah. You hate to see it. Another funny story was, I think, when some auntie came up to her in there and she was like, oh, look, you're not speaking Punjabi or anything at this government. Yeah. So, yeah, he was doing, he was teaching his workshop and she came up to him and she's like, um, you're speaking in English. I've been sitting here this whole time and you're just speaking in English. You're not, how do you said a word in Punjabi, which is like total cap. Like, yeah. how can you explain how to do Sukhasan hmm. only in English? Exactly. Like, you have to use words and be like, <laughs> how are you even saying Sukhasan? Like, how is that even like, translated like, in tucking in? Like, you're obviously using Punjabi yeah. words. So, like, total lie. And then so he's, kudos to him. He's like, hey, you know, like, you know, man, I'm, you know, throwing words in and saying some things in Punjabi, which I know 100% he does. Because yeah. he does it to me all the time. And then I'm, sometimes I just like, I'm like, whoa, what did he just say? <laughs> And so she's like, no, you've been speaking in English the whole time. We speak in Punjabi to our kids at home. Hmm. And like, you guys should be uh, encouraging Punjabi speaking. This is a government camp, blah, blah, mm. blah. And he's like, this is their first language right? Yeah. for a lot of them. Not all of them, but like for a lot of them, majority of yeah. them. Yeah. And he's like, especially with these millennial parents. Yeah. Yeah. Myself being one of them. <laughs> they're staring at me. <laughs> yeah. My kid speaks English. Okay. <laughs> It was a decision I made. <laughs> I was like, this could take way too long to learn how to talk. It's because I, actually I was speaking to him strictly in Punjabi. Okay. And Slovene was English. And then I just got tired of him not understanding. What or, you were saying? No, no, he could understand us. Him not being able to communicate what he wanted. Back. I just had it. Yeah. So I switched to English. Yeah. And within like three weeks, he was talking. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Teach him later. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. You were teaching him later. So now that I he like can express what he wants and it doesn't result in meltdowns because yeah. we don't, otherwise we wouldn't understand. Yeah. I'm switching back to Punjabi. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So he's like, you know, I have to speak in English because they don't understand otherwise. And she's like, no, we speak in Punjabi at home. You guys should be, you know, encouraging Punjabi speaking so they learn more. If they don't understand, they need to learn. And then he's like, I'm teaching them how to do like Sukhasan and basic Guru Sahib Seva, right? Yeah. She's like, blah, blah, blah. All these parents should be speaking to them in Punjabi. A lot of them do. Mm -hmm. That's what he's saying. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And that's why they don't know how to do anything. <laughs> they don't wow. understand what their parents are wow. saying, right? But it's true. Boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. <laughs> But I, it's 100% true. And as soon as someone, you know, like is showing up, like wearing a chola, having a damala yeah. and speaking fluent English, yeah. kids will immediately find them more relatable. 100%. Right? Yeah. I'm guilty of it too. Hmm. Right? I see a sing or a singni or kor. Yeah. And I see like wearing banan and they're speaking totally normal English. I'm yeah. like, hey, cool. Yeah. Like, I can understand this. You feel more comfortable, right? Exactly. And so, and then another cool thing that, 
they did was that they're like the teachers aren't going to discipline the kids and mm. i totally agreed with that yeah like if someone kids being bad you're the teacher is not gonna be the one to move them exactly right? it should be the group leaders and so that way that it was a cool year to like see kids bonding with the um with the, the camp teachers, teachers. And stuff like yeah. That. yeah it was like it was cool but yeah punjabi bolo sadi maa boli except i'd go with camp auntie your kids don't speak a lick of punjabi yeah. you you know right? this yeah and but i see the punjabi bolde na na yeah i know man like <sighs> good times yeah. good times do you guys have more funny stories i Whoa. feel like you guys were at camp longer than i was hajot was teaching a class hajot tell some gatka stories okay and shout out to hajot for being like an amazing gatka wow. teacher shout out hajot Yeah, yeah, he had to stand outside in the sun. In the heat. And giving popsicles. This yeah. <laughs> this is the first year we had proper gatka being taught yeah. at uh at camp and it was our own local teachers who had been learning for the last two years. Mm-hmm. And it paid off because and I we know they did a great job because the gatka class we got on Sunday there was like 20 new students. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it was like so cool. Thanks, good, good job. No, I built and to myself. Yeah, <laughs> and Simran, but you're not no, here right now, so yeah. shout out to her. No, we we actually had the, the crazy thing is that we had a lot of teachers as well. Like half the academy was just teaching, so it was actually really great to be able to like branch off and individually have that one-on-one time with the students as well. Yeah, and it was really hot, so like two people would be teaching and two people would be in the sun, borderline heat stroke. Yeah, for you. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were inside having popsicles. I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> My the star tan got gnarly. Oh. <laughs> I have to I have to wear one bug style the rest of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Or just go go hit the hit the tanning bed or get, I'll get you some bronzer. <laughs> spray tan. <laughs> spray tan you up. Okay, my watch tan. I'm about to show you guys my watch tan. Okay. I'm going to take my watch off. Dude, I have a watch tan too. And it's going to look like I'm still wearing a watch. My watch tan isn't that bad this year. Oh, oh wow. We all have like matching ones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is a little bit more. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. still I can still tell the time. <laughs> It's ten o'clock. It's embedded in you. Ten o'clock. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh man. Okay. I feel like like uh, like we have like funny Punjabi school, uh, funny Gurma camp stories, like from like here. But like I feel like the really crazy ones yeah. are from the Topaz days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are good old times. I, feel, I, I don't know. I don't know why, but like one time I have funny stories. Okay, so, here we go. Um. We went to Topaz camp, and no hate to Topaz camp. Okay, we love Topaz camp as well. Those were my first camps. That's yeah, cool. those were the first camps that kind of set the foundation for like us to build on stuff like that. But I don't remember how old we were. Um, maybe like nine, ten years old. And the camp leaders there told us we're going to go on a field trip to Shamina. And I was like, Whoa. Oh, great! I don't even know where that is and what the there crown is. Crown jewel of Vancouver Island. <laughs> I know, right? And so they loaded us all up into a bus. And they're saying, oh, there's this to do in Shemaines, that to do in Shemaines. I was like, wow, what a place this must be, right? And then so we get there, they take us off the bus, and there's this one wall with like a mural. And they make us stand there, we take a picture with it. Was that the field trip? <laughs> They gave us like a juice box with like yeah, banana chips or something. <laughs> that's not that's not even enough for the amount of kilometers you had to try to get there. <laughs> there for like half an hour. You're like panhandling for more food. <laughs> we went there half an hour, looked at the mural, stood there, had our snack, loaded us back on the bus and took us. Oh my god! <laughs> there was a park there. We 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 stayed around the park. For it a was bit. like we could have done that. Out. Yeah. 
And that was a field trip to Shemaina. Oh my god. It was great. You know, Shemaina's used to have this building that was made entirely out of uh, glass bottles. Oh, what? No way. Yeah. They didn't even show us that. Yeah. yeah we didn't and, even look at the glass bottles. If you were 10, it building. was still there. Yeah. Because yeah. when we used to drive up island, it was like a house that was made completely out of like bottles and like, uh, I don't know if they were plastic or glass. Hmm. It might have been plastic. But, uh, but then when they made the highway wider, they had to uh, tear it down. Yeah. yeah. Aww. A little Sorry. Vancouver Island tidbit for you. Uh, History, history enthusiasts out there. Wow. <laughs> oh. Yeah. What other fun field trips did we go on Topaz Camp? I don't even know. We went to the water slides lot. That was oh. so much fun. Oh, yeah. That's I'm so slides. upset that the water slides are gone. I feel like that would be a go-to field trip for us too. Yeah. Especially, yeah. In I would July. just come to camp just so yeah, I can go to the water, water slides. slides. So, we, so we used to go skating every year. Like yeah. this is, now I'm jumping back to us as organizers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so... um they didn't used to, but I or, I started organizing the skating in like twenty thirteen, maybe. I don't even know how to skate. Yeah, I used to be a Zamboni driver. No way! Yeah, I, I was Stop. fully trained really? at UVic. Okay. Yeah, wow. so fully Learning fully so trained at Ian Stewart. Yeah, I was a Zamboni driver, and so uh, I was like, one year I was like, we should take the kids skating. Like, you know, it's great. Hmm. And then I was like, and if I organize skating every year, eventually the kids will call me Skating Uncle. <laughs> That was my motivation. Scooting uncle, scooting uncle. Not even the like, not even the the seva or this or that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I take these kids skating, they'll call me skating, skating uncle. uncle. So skating we took them thing. skating like I think six, seven years in we a row. We did, we did. And by far the worst field trip <laughs> <laughs> because first of all, there's like you know a hundred kids. Yeah. You had to tie all their skate, skate? laces. Oh would be my so god, dude, yeah. our hands would be like bleeding. <laughs> so bad, and you oh take them god. off too. Yeah, and like, you, and you had to tie them so tight, otherwise they're gonna like twist their ankle, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like, kids would be like falling. We would have like <laughs> at least two concussions every yeah. year. Good thing we have liability insurance. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. And so yeah, man, kids would get hurt. I remember one one year, some girl like face planted, oh and her nose was bleeding, and like probably me. And then like, oh, probably was you. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like legs are shot, and you have to go back for evening their butt. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Then, and then the best part of it, they'd be like kids who have never been on ice before, yeah. mixed in with like kids that like play hockey. <laughs> <laughs> so this kid's like ripping it around, and then, like. I can just imagine not knowing how to skate and seeing someone like go by you really fast and probably just knock you over. <laughs> like just the, seeing the momentum, like you're just like on the ground. For oh context, I don't know how to skate very well. Like I'm bad at skating. So there'd be like 50 kids along the side of the ring. Yeah. Just that would be skating. That, that would be skating. Kids just like holding on for dear life <laughs> to the boards. And they'd be like, it's like it'd be like, do you want to like go off? And they'd be like, no, no, no. And they're like, so just like maybe walk like about half the rink length before <laughs> the hour is up. <laughs> like, How are you gonna get back? It's gonna take you another hour. Just crawl across the ice. One year, one year there was kids that were acting out. Yeah. And so their our discipline was to put them in the penalty box. <laughs> Which was so fun. I love that. Yeah, yeah. and we would put him in and lock the box. <laughs> Forget the kids in the penalty box. <laughs> Send a Jean Jeff. Jean Jeff. Jean Weird Jeff. Oh, man. <laughs> Denim Dave. <laughs> Denim Dave. In the comments, you should let us know Jean Jeff or Denim Dave. What yeah. should we call him? Yeah. Or if you guys have a better alternative. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, I almost bought a jean jacket yesterday. 
Nice. Yeah. I really want a new jean jacket. I would have been jean jazz. <laughs> jean jazz. You see him on the street. Don't come skating, uncle. <laughs> jean jazz. Jean jazz. <laughs> no. So I like barely wear jeans anymore. But then if I'm on the work site, yeah. like I build houses. Shout I own out. properties. Shout out. Boutique Don't residential be a sponsor for the podcast. development. Huh? Am I sponsoring the podcast? <laughs> I mean, you're providing us food today. So. Yeah, I'm sponsoring the podcast. Sponsoring the podcast. Catered lunch, you know? Yeah. Catered lunch, yeah. yeah. Home delivery. Yeah. And so I, I, I like to wear jeans just because like they don't rip. Like chinos and stuff. I'm wearing chinos yeah. right now. I'm pretty sure I ripped these yesterday. Oh, oh no. my God, I fell on the site oh. yesterday. It was hilarious. <laughs> I sent the video to a couple of people. I'll show you guys right now. I'm going to get your live, 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 live reaction. It was such a tragic fall. Oh, like no. you can probably see my elbows a little. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, wow. But I'm, but I'm okay. It was it was it, it was funny enough that I could laugh about it. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna show you guys. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Tragic fall. <laughs> It's like when you see like on TV cartoons <laughs> with a plank of wood yeah. and you step on it yeah, and, so right, and it flipped, right? So, <laughs> man, it, it felt like slow-mo when it huh. happened. And like looking at the video, it happened in slow-mo. <laughs> yeah, it did. Like halfway through when I realized I'm tripping, yeah. right? I'm like, oh, all I have to do is put this other foot down. I'm like, why won't my foot go down? Because <laughs> the plank of wood was coming <laughs> straight out. And I'm like, oh, no. And then I just, just tumbled over. It. You just yeah, took I just it. took it. I took that, took that L. Wore it with pride, yeah. <laughs> and then I and then I just blamed my gore for being. I'm like, why don't you guys clean what up the site? Leave all this stuff around. There's like a, the best part is a giant safety cone right next to where I tripped. Like, yeah, man. Anyway, so yeah, and I, I like end up like ripping my clothes. I was oh, like, no. I need more jeans. I have like one pair of old jeans, wow. so I'm like, I'm gonna buy some new jeans. Perfect. And Levi's is having a 50 percent off uh, clearance sale right now, well, so they're like, shout out Levi's. Yeah, they're like 80 dollars jeans or Pontus. 40 bucks. Oh, wow, yeah. that's really good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until I said, you guys didn't believe me? So I said 40 bucks, their eyes lit up. <laughs> Jolly Donald. The gills love a good deal. <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, yeah, that's why. I'm, but I was just scrolling through. There's jean jackets on clearance, too. So We should get matching jean jackets for next year. <laughs> we call ourselves the jean jata. <laughs> Our I like that. It's Jean Jeff. Jean Jeff. Jean Jeff. Yeah, man. Oh, our food is here. Okay. Nice. I guess we'll. Yeah, thanks so much up, for man. joining in for this uh, satellite episode. And uh... thank you guys for having me. Uh, thank you all to the listener, listeners and um, uh, I am Properties Boutique Residential Development. Ball, hey, call yeah. me up. Thanks so much. Let us know if you want Jesse back. We'll have him on for a full episode. Uh, but yeah, thanks. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye. bye. <laughs> and now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. I feel like the way that this camp was run was phenomenal. It was completely different, right? It's like we have to realize that uh, in this day and age, the average sick like baseline has gone significantly down. And that's like the, not the kid's fault. It's not necessarily the, the parent's fault either. I, it kind of is. That, that, that's a whole other conversation. But their baseline, because they don't know anything. They, they come to the Gurdwara like once a year. So we need to uh, talk to them a different way. Get them started, you know, let, let, let them catch up to like the, whatever that baseline is. Not be. judge them for not exactly. knowing that. There's no shame in not knowing. Exactly. Especially when you're kids.
I was actually I was having a conversation with my friends. You know, shout out AM, you know who you are, good buddy. And he said something very, you know, stuck with me. He said these days, different generation, it's not about what's taught to kids. Hmm. It's about what's caught. Ah. I'll repeat that once more for the listeners. It's not about what's taught. It's about what's caught. Yeah. I'll let her draw. Yeah, so essentially the thing is, this is no longer the age where you need to, you know, study and memorize in front of a book and uh, absorb facts into yourself, just because like, knowledge is so abundant, right? So right now, everybody's being spammed with, you know, TikToks or reels, whatever it is, so information is flowing all around you. So it's just about how you can set up your brain in a way where it catches things that are useful. And so it's not full of fluff all the time. That's yeah. very well put. One thing I, I just want to mention for like, the listeners who may not have had that kind of experience is, the traditional way that sometimes camp took place was there was a couple classes. You would have your Punjabi Gurmukhi class where you would learn your Uda'ara. And here's the thing, for the kids who are coming, this is only one week at the Gurdwara. You're going to learn the first line of the Punjabi alphabet of the Penti, and you're going to come back next year and you're going to start back from square one again because you're not going to follow up with it, right? You also have their teeth in class or Tabla class. You learn the same thing every single year because you're not going to remember by the time next year rolls around. We're going to have Sikh history class, which was my favorite class. Gatka class. and We didn't have Gatka back then. It was like some sort of physical activity type of class. I don't remember any physical. The physical activity was the, the, the going the field trip. But you'll run around the water park. No. I think like, maybe it was like a little bit later on like, as we were like older, like kids, it got added on when we were younger. The schedules used to also be 12 hour days. Ooh, 13 man. hour days. Oh, six man. to 6am, either sharp or kind of like, you know, it's kind of like if you show up a bit late, like six o'clock in the morning, dropped off, pick up is like, you go on a field trip, all excited, come back. Barely wait. 6pm, evening at the another two hours. Morning, we're pushing like two and a half, you know, and, uh, a lot of times, kids are just like sitting there. I know a couple of times, like I'm sitting there, sleepy. Like, Dude, I passed out a couple of times. Like but it's rigid, you know. And you're sitting up there, you are not going downstairs. You're not allowed to, otherwise, like you're they they hold the field trip yeah. over you. Or they yeah, they, they send teachers downstairs. So I used to be one of those kids to go hide out of the washroom for a couple. Or like go drink water like ten times. Your leg falls asleep. Like you're just like dragging your leg the rest of the day and still asleep. Dude, one time talk about the. The whole day of field trip. I remember one time we had ice cream. And there's his uncle, right? And uh, <laughs> I remember there's like, these older kids that you know that I thought were like you know, cool kids. You know? And they just seemed that because you were younger. Or they put But back then, yeah, I didn't seem like it. And they're like playing outside. Got their ice cream cones. They're supposed to be in Langer Hall. And they went outside. I was like, "Chalo, I'll go outside too." Like whatever. Yeah. And I remember like said uncle came outside and he's like, "Yo, like none of you guys are going on the field trip." And I was back back then. It's a water slide. Oh, oh my god. god, ice cream. He's like, he's like, you guys are not going on the field trip. And I was like, seven, eight, no. right? I still have like, pet tears in my eyes. Dude, the water signs are. So- I ended up going. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you remember. Yeah. But, like, you know, who says that to a kid? Just because you're outside eating ice cream, you, you can't. There's you know, a different way to with it. Right? Like, just be like, hey, listen, like, I, I, I didn't really hear him say it. Because yeah. he actually told the older kid. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, was like, oh, well, be there a long time, long place, call it. Yeah. I, I don't eat ice cream outside. Hot day, we're going to water slide. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas, you know, I feel like we're a bit more lenient and be like, okay, yeah, I get it. It's hot. You want to be outside. Okay, kids want to be outside. Makes sense. Or you want to eat the ice cream. As long as you make it to your next class, you know, we're good. No, for sure. I think that's the whole point of having a summer camp is you're supposed to make a fun environment. I mean, I guess there are some camps that are more rigid that are meant for that. 
but not like these camps. They're not meant to be in that sort of way. I feel like I'm, we're going to dive into this topic a little bit later, but I think it's a great segue now that a lot of times the reason why a lot of like young kids, especially living in Canada, US, whatever, they're not attached to Sikhi in any sort of way is because they don't have that exposure or they don't have access to resources that make Sikhi accessible to them. And that's not the kid's fault. I think it is a huge responsibility of parents and Sangat and maybe even Gurdwara committees to some extent as well to encourage Sevadas to come forward to create some sort of programs for people from our community to come out and make sure that those programs are accessible. Like I know in the mainland, obviously, that is definitely a different story. But for example, on Vancouver Island, or I'm sure other smaller communities across Canada and the US, that's not really a big thing. Like think about it when we were growing up. Like how how much how often did we go to the Gurdwara? How many of us did we actually know like like did we know like do we even know that stuff until like later on we didn't or at least i didn't i would do it during one week of camp and i come back next year and i'd be like starting square one i think what helped is that throughout the year we consistently went to Punjabi school every sunday but that, that was, was later on that right? was a bit later on but early yeah the days when we used to double up on camp mm-hmm. feel, yeah topaz you were a confused kid because you know one camp <laughs> going back to Manmeet's point though one I feel like one of the biggest reasons that we don't have as much as a Sikh population that are attached to Sikhi these days is because uh, a lot of the first kind of exposures or the exposures over the years that people had weren't love based they're always like don't do this don't do this they're scaring you or you're gonna like Guru Sahib's not gonna li- love you if you do this. So what a messed up thing. That, that that would mess a kid up and scare them away from from Sikhi. If you can think about your our, our own exposures, who are the ones who put us on the path? At least of like going to the Gurdwara, going to Punjabi school, stuff like that. It's the people who came and approached Sikhi and taught it to us with love, right? And the, the thing is that. We have a feature from Vishen Jeet Singh Pannu. There's no reason to do that. Vishy, you're going to get deported for interrupting our podcast recording session. Jay Pantheya! Jay Daddy's Chagnani. I was going to go to the middle of something. So I was talking about Piyar. So it's not that these kids don't want to learn about Sikhi because it's like when you look at these kids, especially during like the Sikh history class or during Gatka class or even during Gurbani or Keith, then you see these eye, the, the, the eyes of these kids light up. There's so much Piyar, there's so much shadow than all these kids' eyes. But it's just when those, that one person comes around or that one uncle or auntie, that one fellow camper that comes down and comes in a pl- from like a, not a place of love, then it's just, it, it just ruins the whole entire experience for them. No, I can't forget it. There was like one instance that I had during camp this year. And there were these kids that were making fun of a way that another kid was speaking Punjabi. I get it. They told me what he was saying. And I laughed. Like, it was funny. But like I also told them. He's so sweet. Oh, we're going to have we're gonna have interruption from Vishy right now. <laughs> Vishy, what do you want to say? Come in for a second. Vishy, open the door. Open the door. He's already walked away. Sunday so anyways, I also like sat them all down. There was some girls, there were some boys. And I was like, you can't make fun of someone for the way that they're speaking Punjabi because you don't know the environment that they grew up in or the resources that they had. 
what if they're learning Punjabi on their own? At least they're trying. Maybe he doesn't know how to count to 10 in Punjabi and he only knows like one to five. Like who cares if he says whatever, like I don't know. But like you can't judge someone or make fun of someone for the way they speak or talk because if you do that, you're gonna make them self-conscious and you're gonna drive them away. It, but like they understood at a certain point. Like I know they were kind of giving me attitude like, oh, like, we just meant it as a joke. And I'm sure like when you are at that age, you don't want to hear a lecture from someone about that, you know? They got a they got a lecture though, in 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 in, in the way that um they understood. Yeah. The thing is that sometimes, uh as good as like a PR based approach is, sometimes you do have to break a stubborn pride too, right? What when it's needed, you gotta be assertive too. So again, like I said before, I was like, I'm not gonna say langar auntie because no one's gonna call me an auntie. I will not give kids snack if they call me an auntie. I was the snack lady, the snack baby, whatever you want to call me. So I like got a couple different types of cereal because you want to keep kind of like the snacks low key or the breakfast kind of low key the first day because you something simple. So I got a bunch of cereals and I got like a honey, honey nut Cheerios, uh, Fruit Loops, which were by the way a very big hit. And like I think I got Cinnamon Toast Crunch or something like that. Killing it on the nutrition aspect of the. And so I wanted to kind of lay everything out in advance. So I had like maybe 30, 40 kalina laid out, a little bit of different types of cereal in each bowl. So kids could tell me what they want. I could take it, give it to them, and they can go for their milk and go sit down and whatever, right? I had these couple girls come in super sassy and they were like 10, 11 years old. They were like, the bowls are so big and you're only putting like a little bit amount of cereal. And I'm just like, listen, the world does not revolve around you. We have so many like chote niyane at this camp. They literally can't eat that much cereal. That's why I put like a lesser amount because otherwise they're going to waste it. We threw out so much food and we were still very careful about like how we we're going to distribute and everything. But like you can come back and get more if you want. Like what is the issue? Like why are you making the big deal no, about that's this? That's a foreign concept to kids, man. Like thoda khao je the back the like, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. And then there's one kid who had a favorite cow and, and would only eat out of a purple cereal bowl. <laughs> and pretty today, I gave her cereal and like a pink bowl or something. She's like, I want a purple bowl. <laughs> it's like, relax, okay? But I obviously gave her the purple bowl because I'm not going to argue with like a seven-year-old, you know? But gave it to her. It was like, it was very interesting. And then like one day, so all the kids come downstairs from after doing the same japji side. They all rush downstairs. And their first question to me always is, what are we having for breakfast? Or what are we having for lunch or whatever? And I want to get them really excited. But I was kind of in a mood to just like mess around with them <laughs> and so i saw like a bunch of like buttery tikiya on the side and i saw like of like a crate full of zucchinis and i'm like really excited i was like we're gonna have butter and zucchini for breakfast <laughs> i swear to god i thought these kids were gonna beat the shit out of me when i said that but anyways then i was like just kidding we're gonna have like cereal or toast or something but it was crazy oh that's probably like a top two dude it was so good man it's crazy though like what these kids be saying what what these the, like kids see the craziest things okay you want to talk about craziest things okay you were there when this incident happened please pay attention so we were giving out freezies in the afternoon just before the kids kind of go back home for pickup 
We give them a little bit of a snack. So we were just kind of giving freezies because it was like a hot day or something. And we don't like like cheap out on freezies. Like you can take one if you want to come back for seconds. Like that's perfectly fine. It is meant for eating. You can have them if you like, but like within a limit, right? And I think we run out of them at this point. And there's this one girl that comes to us and she's like, can I have a freezy? And she'd already had one before. And we're like, sorry, no, we ran out. You can have some more tomorrow. Like we'll have some more tomorrow. And then she looked, I think she asked someone, do you have some money? And then I think one of the volunteers was like, no, like I don't have any money. Like I don't have any money to go get any freezies. And she's like, in Punjabi, for to see bar sarkate jack to see paseli mango te freezing a whole day out. And I was like, the audacity of this child to to go back on the street for money so you can get money to buy me more freezies. Like, it was funny. It was funny. I'm not going to deny it. It was funny. But like, the audacity, the confidence to say something like that. Think about it. Like, when we were in camp, we said that to an adult. Yo, you didn't You would have not gone on a field trip all week. 100%. You wouldn't be able to come to camp for two years. Yeah. You'd be scared. A, a phone call would have gone home and we got would have gotten uh, a fun fun treatment at home. Not only were you going to shit kick at camp, you were going to shit kick at home too. Yeah. And no field trips. No, and no field trips. And probably no computer, no games at home too. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm good with you know, okay, having three freezies, mini freezies over a span of six hours, caught out, you know. Yeah. But you know, your kid does not need two freezies back to back in the span of ten minutes. No. At the end of the day. And I, I think trying to manage that and then having, you know, people being like, Joe, lick the whatever. It's like, you know, we're, we're doing it because the kid just had one. Hmm. And maybe it's a helicopter parent thing, grandparent thing. It's you also need to tell your, be able to tell your kid, no, hmm. you had one. And you can have one tomorrow. There's no, other, there's other kids. This kind of comes back to what the people was talking about delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. And you know, I guess all these social media platforms, TikTok, whatever, attention span, your dopamine, three seconds. Like, I need another, like, you know, over the hedge, that squirrel or raccoon, whatever. What a great, yeah, you know, right, yeah, whatever it was, yeah. just like just running around, boom, 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 boom. It's like that. So, if you know the free like, you know, you had one, just like all the other kids had one, have one tomorrow. Yeah, we're not denying you, but you just don't need another one right now. And that note is sometimes very hard for parents to hear and very hard because they have to deal with their kid. Mm. And they want us to deal with their kid, but just give them a little freezy. Mm. You know, it's a shortcut. Do you want to talk about your experience with that uh, grandma? Yeah, you know, BIC, mm. this grandmother wanted their kid to have another freezy. And then I just, I refused because I was like, you know, crap. I basically said, like I said, we're, we're getting close to getting out of them. We have one tomorrow, we'll have more tomorrow, we'll pop schools tomorrow. She's like, oh no, like today though. I go, you know, your kid just had one. Everybody else has one. We want to save some for, you know, tomorrow. And she's like, oh, you know, if it's a problem bringing a box, you know, I can bring a box of treats tomorrow. I go, you know, BBG, box dinigal. And then I straight up said it. I said, box dinigal. Your kid does not need another freezy. Straight up. It does, your kid does not need that much sugar in 10 minutes. Sure. It's, you're going home right now. You need to be able to, you know, say no to your kid. Hmm. And have them be okay with it. And if they're not, they'll learn. It's the principle. It's the principle of it, you know? And she's like, oh, I can bring my own. I go, okay, if you want to bring your own, go ahead. But it's not about that. Straight up. It's yeah. just about, you know, I'll say I'm the health conscious person I can. Yeah. 
I'm still good with freezes, but you just don't need two or three freezes in ten minutes. And they were like little kids. Yeah, exactly. So if your kid's like seven and they already had one and they're already jumping around like that squirrel from over the hedge <laughs> <laughs> and they're going home, Rando. Anyway, they said, Margie, did they know that I came and gave her? But you know, oh, this is what I mean we're dealing with is parents and grandparents. Is they expect us to not correct their kids' ways of, you know, being in society, mm-hmm. socially, whatever. But when we want to do it our way, then it's like, oh, no, because they have to deal with repercussions. Yeah. Repercussions yeah. are angry kid, crying kid, sad kid, kid, they're thinking even the, mm-hmm. what's the easiest way to, to, to get a kid to settle? Give them exactly what they want. Give them the easy way. Yeah. I mean, you can't do that. Yeah. We'd not be doing our job as educators i i'd love to expand on that point that is a fantastic point and it gets me so passionate it gets me passionate because even when we tell kids like oh like why are kids leaving sikhi why are they going doing other things like whatever well the thing is is that there's a lot of heartbreaking uh things that we hear as like teachers or camp leaders as well and these are like directly from the source so um i think we were having one session with like with the kids and they're like okay so uh camp has been great so like what are the next steps like what exactly is like stopping you guys from like you know keep keeping your case what is stopping you guys from you know furthering along your journey into sikhi and don't put disclaimer this is not us saying that is what you have to do exactly yeah we were just having an open dialogue conversation saying oh it, it, it was just a dialogue it was just yeah, a very open exactly. open dialogue you know it's like uh if you guys if this is a path that you guys want to choose we want to be open we want to give you resources so we can help you out right because when you look back at even in my own journey like our whole entire family's journey the only reason we are where we are is because somebody helped us along the way gave us like pointers and stuff and these kids what they were saying is oh they don't let me keep my case like they want to they they hey like i I really want to do it but like oh like my people at home don't let me and part of the reason why is that i was talking with it uh with another another individual and, and they're like yeah part of it is because the parents themselves don't do it so then they stop their kid from doing it that's true i feel like it's if you don't know anything about Sikhi, it's it's scary. Like it seems like it's so extreme. You're doing this, you're doing that. It's just the lack of understanding. I, I feel like even like a kind of counterpoint to that is that these parents know. Like a lot of these millennial parents are like born born in India. They're born there. They know about Sikhi. But oh, Apni, they, they don't follow it themselves. And then they feel pressure. It's like, oh, if my kid starts to do it, then I'm going to have to do it. So I'm going to say, don't do this. Go, like, go away from it. That's true, too. It's kind of sad. I feel like as a parent, like, I mean, I it is your decision of how you want to raise your kid. I'm not saying you have to raise your kids a certain way. But like, if your kid is coming to you saying, hey, I really am interested in learning more about XYZ. Can you support me on this? And they're saying in a way, however they know how to say it. I'm sure five-year-old's not going to say that, but like six-year-old, seven-year-old, they have a little more soji. They have a bit more understanding of what's going on. And if that's something that they like to explore as a parent, you should be able to support that. Empower. Let's get empower. back to that. Empower, empower, empower them. Because as I said before, this new generation of children, God bless them, great kids, what do they absorb? Not what is taught, what, what is it called? called? So when they go to camp, when they're bringing, you know, these things to you, they're catching those things. Catching, you know, like your hair, uh, want to go to Latka class, want to go to Punjabi school, want to learn more about your religion. Catching those things is much better to the person that they're going to become than eventually what's going to come their way. And in their view, vapes, this and that, parties, eventually, like, we all went through it. You're going to go to that yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, but, and what if you have nothing? 
Yeah. And what you think is going to make you cool or be your images now, you know, walking around the bay or going to parties, drinking, trying things out, you know, go ahead, be experimental. But if you have something you feel valued, a place where you feel valued, an institution, a place, Gordora, Gatka class, whatever, karate, whatever it is, a place where you feel valued, yeah, right? You can fall back on that because, again, that is Jungi Sangat. Right? So maybe you might vary from, you know, what you're doing for a bit. But you'll come back to that place because you'll grow a little bit mature. Maybe the people there will tell you, hey, you know, but if you don't have that, mm-hmm. you're not sending your kids there because, you know, you don't want to do too much work. Y'all are just being alone. No, but then you're not leaving your kid with any options. These darn extremists, and now my kid's sitting on the floor and eating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> any, any gordara that where you sit on the floor and cover your head is... Extremist gordara. <laughs> that's so funny man that's how far far gone we are guys there are people who are our age they have full access to the internet and everything it's not like they're like dumb or anything they're like they're educated and they're like if these guys sit on the floor they're extremists one of my friends just released a book um self-published shout out book's title is what you see is all there is an excavation of the soul what's the book about it's an exploration of consciousness our lived experience he's obviously a desi guy mm. born in surrey great great trainer great brain you know that's just kind of how he portrays and views the world through his perspective and what he's seen you know growing up experiences through sport through sikhi through mm-hmm. you know and how he kind of used things and puts them together it's awesome and uh I, I think it's super cool that you know there's a brown guy from surrey out here self-publishing a book i know there's some others as well but i think this is a good step for the community and i think he has a lot to offer so definitely check that out on amazon excited to see more from this author shout out arshdeep Congrats, brother. Shut up. Shut up. Maybe we can have like a book club and read his book and we can discuss it. Or actually, if you're listening, we'll have you on the pod. Have your people get in touch with my people. Bad joke time? Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, I want to hear my bad pick up on your dad joke. I got a bit of a, you know, different one today. Okay. So why, why didn't the chicken cross the road? It's gonna get worse. Okay, I don't know why. Why didn't he cross the road? Why she cross the road? Because the Punjabi ate it before it could cross the road. Wait, what? Because the Punjabi ate it. Because a Punjabi person ate it before it could cross the road. Is that what you just said? That's what I said. Saying that you don't eat it, you don't eat it. You don't eat it. Only on Tuesdays. Hold up, I think it's been almost, almost been 15 years. No, no. No way. No, no. 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 I was in grade 10, not 10 years old. We're good. It's been 10 years. Oh my god. Jacket is going to happen. Your ship doesn't know. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You salts. It's possible for everybody. It's possible for Joth. It's possible for everybody. Literally, the whole family didn't believe me for months. Yeah, we're like... Joel, we're gonna turn turn our head. I'm just gonna be holding a plate of chicken wings. But he does not use this. I guess under certain mariyada, it's allowed. Papa, a topic ni chhodiya. I got a really good joke. I got the joke. Okay, ready? Knock knock. Who's, Who's there? there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting. <laughs> <laughs>
I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I still laugh every single time. It's just too good, okay? Hey, bold one, yeah, we got. So, any closing messages that you guys have? Like honestly, just like make sure, like uh, take the personal responsibility to educate yourself on whatever's going on in the world. Bring yourself to into some good sangat. How P O S karo. Great. I just want to shout out everybody that taught us when we were kids, and now we're kind of working and kind of using what they taught us and the ways they taught us to kind of. teach these other kids at camp or help lead the different groups i think it's a very loving way uh educated way structured mm-hmm. but with compassion and empathy yeah i think that is the way that we take these things forward the days of being rigid it's super disciplined i mean we're still you know we're not allowing you know you're not sitting at a table or anything but you know, <laughs> yeah but you know within yeah, within yeah, within, within the confines let's say we have a square within that square we you know we can adjust Yeah, based on you know the kid, their ability and whatever, we have the means now mm-hmm. as educated young, you know, first generation, and those sick Canadians, I'll say, to be able to make these adjustments. Hundred percent. Right. Thank you. We will continue to make. I I really like that we were kind of went on a more of a serious note this time because I know we love to have fun and everything, and it was good. But these types of topics really need to be talked about as well. My last little rant for you know after an hour, you know, Samjini Ayonagal, listen, okay, think of us as occupational therapists, okay? Mm-hmm. Your kid has a little owie. They can't do something. Well, you got to figure out a creative way, get them doing the things that they want, they do what we want, so they're feeling productive. And mm-hmm. they feel like they're learning something and feel valued, not excluded. Yeah. That's what an occupational therapist does. They get you back to functioning with adjustments and devices to repair an injury. Yeah. Appa bhi aata hoon. Side ko skills hai kya that we do that. All right. We're not just like a John Deere kid and you I know mean, not take him on field trips. Okay. You know. The band got us severely what they did, but even down to the movies we pick for the kids. You know. Yeah. Super Mario Smash Bros. Shout out. Shout out. ladies And follow our brand spanking new TikTok page at Kidan Ladies Podcast. Okay, thanks. Bye. If if you like, comment, subscribe for prize. Meluga prize. Bye.